eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, everybody, to a on-the-site edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hill. Got Kip Adams with me. We are coming to you from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where we just watched Georgia get the job done, beat LSU 50-30. to Georgia's first SEC championship since 2017. Uh, pretty pretty crazy game, a pretty wild ride. We saw uh, Georgia being able um, to make some some really wild plays early. You know, Chris Smith running a, a block kick back, 96 yards. Smile Munden catching an interception off an LSU receiver's helmet. And, uh, you know, just a wild game. And I'll throw it to you, Kip. What really stands out to you about this game? Georgia comes in, uh, had had some rough goes of it in this game over the last few years, but they come in and take care of what proved to be a pretty dangerous LSU team. It's just it's more narratives that, that Georgia was able to eliminate. The, the fact that can Georgia win a shootout? I mean, as we all predicted, this was a game that, you know, he had an over-under, I think was – uh, it was what was the other? It was uh, fifty-one and a half, I think. I think so. And they went well over that. Uh, offensively, they they scored forty-three points, and just those breaks in that in that game. Uh, you mentioned how crazy they were. Those were not breaks that went Georgia's way uh, in the past years. And Georgia fans have seen some crazy plays go the other team's way, and it you know they went Georgia's way even without those plays. Though I, I think offensively. Uh, they dominated the entire game, uh, and the run game looks strong. I think now three games in a row they've rushed for over 240 yards. I know that I think they went for 255 against LSU today, and, and Stetson Bennett, you know, if not for one mishandled uh, handoff that he and Kendall Milton both just kind of stared at the ball, no turnover-free football, uh, an outstanding performance by him. And I think it, you look at Stetson Bennett just in the big games this year. You look at Oregon. Tennessee, and LSU, three top 15 uh, teams that they, opponents they went against. He has eight touchdowns, no interceptions in those games. And I think, again, we've, we've said it uh, over and over again, the, the, the bigger the moment, I think now we know that, the, the, you know, the better performance you're going to get from your quarterback. And it's just, that's just something that 
Yeah, you you really. It's not that we didn't expect it, but it, now you you just don't really question that aspect of, of Georgia overall as a team, uh, whether they're going to be up for big games. I think again, uh, last year's SEC championship game, they've they've gotten over that hump and really had an overall performance, even though they had some defensive uh, mishaps. It's just an overall dominance where the game was really never in question. You know, let's talk a little bit about those defensive mishaps because, you know, you can't discredit Georgia. They win this game by 20. Got a little hairy in that third quarter, but they were able to settle in and get the job done. The biggest question mark as far as a negative coming out of this game is the pass defense, the secondary. They wound up giving up 502 yards of offense through the air. Uh, Georgia had 274 passing yards by comparison. A lot of explosive plays, you know, even when Jaden Daniels left the game, uh, Nussmeyer that came in as the backup really lit it up. I think he probably wound up playing better on the whole than uh, Jaden Daniels did when he was in the game. Uh, just a lot of uh, uncharacteristic uh, mistakes, a lot of big throws down the field. Keely Ringo particularly, I thought, struggled in this game, had some missed opportunities, gave up some plays. How much of a concern, Kip, should this be for Georgia, the way they played defensively, trying to stop the pass, the way LSU was able to find success? Again, we were kind of joking about it during the game. How many times have we seen a backup quarterback play Georgia in this stadium? and there be issues. It happened again tonight, but it wasn't enough for LSU to actually have a chance to win this game. Yeah, credit to Garrett Mustmeyer. He came in, obviously, uh, the health of Jaden Daniels was a question all week. Jaden performed pretty well, uh, went down, you know, gave it his all, but, you know, couldn't stay in there, and they bring in uh, Nussmeyer, and he starts to kind of pick apart uh, Georgia's secondary, but then even more so, I think, the offensive line started to pick up protections better and protect him and give him time to, to make these plays down the field. They attacked Georgia's secondary. Uh, definitely were able to get more separation than what we expected going into this game. We talked about uh, you know pressuring the quarterback being key and, and not keeping that your defensive backs out there in an island too long. Georgia got home four times this game. They had four sacks, but at the same time, uh, the defensive backs were not able to, to stay in coverage well. And I think there are multiple breakdowns on slants and, and, and routes over the middle and, and then not taking the right angles as well. You had a couple of plays where not just Kelly Ringo, but Malachi Starks. I mean, we've talked about how impressive he is for as a freshman, but this was definitely a freshman game for him where he and Keely Ringo were not on the same page on several plays, and, and it led to big passing plays for, for LSU. And you have to look ahead to the college football playoff. And, you know, if it's Ohio State that Georgia ends up playing, uh, that offense is one that will attack your secondary and put a lot of pressure on them. And I think uh, if you're Kirby Smart now, I mean, I guess the upside is now you have 28 days to, to show them this film and, and to show them. Uh, where these coverage breakdowns are and him and Will Muschamp and, and Glenn Schumann and that coaching staff, they're going to have plenty to work with as far as motivating that secondary to perform better because I think they're going to need them to do that in order for Georgia to go back to back. Other notes from this game, we asked Kirby Smart after the game about a couple of injuries, Lad McConkey as well as War McClendon. A couple of knee injuries, Kirby said that War McClendon was dealing with a slight MCL sprain. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Lad McConkey, he said, was basically just a continuation of what he's been dealing with all season, kind of banged up. His knees have been bothering him. Um, early indications, I would expect, 
especially with how much time Georgia has now between now and that semifinal game, you know, that they should be uh, good to go by then. But obviously we're going to keep an eye on that. Uh, Other thoughts, I think two drives that I think people might lose sight of after this game that I think were huge in Georgia winning this game by 20, those two touchdown drives Georgia had just before halftime gets the lead up to, I think, 35-7, to and they kick a late field goal before halftime to make it 35-10. to But, you know, it kind of – it was gut punches one after the other, and Georgia's first of those two drives ends with Darnell Washington scoring, and you thought, okay, Georgia kind of stole, you know, a possession there. There's still probably maybe three minutes left when they scored that touchdown. Well, then they get the ball back. You know, Garrett Nussmeyer winds up coming in for Jaden Daniels. He throws an incompletion on third and 16, stops the clock gives Georgia the ball back, and then they go down and score again. I think that was big and really putting pressure on LSU. And, again, I think LSU deserves a lot of credit because, you know, I mean, quite frankly, a bunch of us were riding at halftime all of our stories because you're like, well, it's 35-10, this game's over. They gave a great effort. I thought that they made it really interesting. It wasn't really until the fourth and one stop going in where LSU had a chance to score again. Uh, Georgia gets the stop and then goes 95 yards, and, and basically the game's over from there. You know, you, you, I think, have to give LSU a lot of credit for how they ended, um, you know, especially that third quarter, how they played that third quarter to make things interesting. Let's talk about Jalen Carter. I, I feel like it would be a mistake not to talk about the game he had. Um, outstanding performance once again. Uh, he ends the game with four tackles. He's got two tackles for a loss. He's got a sack, and he's got a pass breakup. And he's got the just most insane play I've ever seen where he lifts Jaden Daniels. I thought we were watching Dirty Dancing there for a second. He just lifts him up, basically gets the official to call time and say, look, play's dead. Um, Kirby Smart credited him after the game for saying, look, you know, credit to Jalen for having the the control and basically not suplexing him. I mean, you know, just basically waiting for the play to be called. Jalen Carter's just outstanding. And and I wrote about this in the snap judgments, and you guys can go read this, that, you know, if Jalen had a full season, I think he could have been very much in the conversation for the Heisman, and I think that would have been a Heisman moment, you know, him making that kind of play. Yeah, you definitely – you remember last year there were those key plays, those kind of hallmark moments that uh, were – have been immortalized in – in photos, uh, fan Georgia fans have pictures of you know Keely Ringo's pick six, and and that's you know the moment you kind of remember the whole season by those key plays. That was that was definitely one of you know one of those places here for Jalen. And I think I wrote in my game ball story that I mean if he didn't miss time, he he'd be getting a lot of awards in the postseason over the next month. He'd be he'd be racking up the awards and. Snap for snap, he's the most dominant player in college football, and he should be considered the number one pick in next year's draft. When he wants to dominate the game and when he's on the field, he can't be blocked. And I think, uh, you know, Jamon Dumas Johnson said uh, of that play, like he immediately was like yelling, like, don't lay off, don't, don't, don't suplex him. He was afraid that he's like, put him down, put him down. He didn't want to get a flag on the play. And I, I think just the fact that the uh, you know, he had that number – he was holding up the number one with the other hand. Uh, you just – you look at it and you just can't believe the fact that he has a, a 6'3", what, 200, you know, whatever pound quarterback in one arm. It's just – it reminds you that uh, when people talked about this offseason, him being Georgia's most talented player 
on that all-time historic defense last season with all those players drafted. Some people were like, what? And now you just you see those kinds of plays from him and you go, okay, yeah, that, that's they were not embellishing. This wasn't off-season, uh, you know, just fodder for the message boards. He really is that special of a player. And Georgia's, I mean, Georgia's got him on the field and, and, and got him healthy at the right time because uh, they needed to make some stops in this game uh, to, to keep that lead a, a comfortable lead, and, and he stepped up when they needed him to. Before we wrap this up, I do want to talk a few minutes about what we think the playoff will be tomorrow. But any other thoughts, um, prevailing ideas coming out of this game? The only other thing was something I wrote in uh, one of the stories tonight was that in a game like this for LSU, the margin for error to beat a team of Georgia's caliber was so small. And Georgia got those breaks that we talked about, the the freak interception by Smile Munden, the uh, block kick returned by Chris Smith. Those are the kind of plays you need on the other side if you're going to pull an upset like this. And, and getting that for Georgia just really put them over the top. Any other thoughts on what we saw here today in Atlanta? Uh, who had A.D. Mitchell, uh, you know, throwing a pass in this game on their bingo card? Uh, you know, it was interesting to see some of the plays that uh, Todd Monken pulled out here to make sure that Georgia won this game. We talked about, what, you know, A.D. Mitchell getting back in the field. What, what kind of impact would he have in this game? And, uh, you know, none of us could have seen, you know, him throwing a pass to, to Tharnell Washington uh, as being, you know, the impact he had in this game. And then also... Uh, you talk about injuries, Marvin Jones Jr. not out there, you know, that, that you know, not having that pass rush. Chaz Chambliss came up with a big sack. Travell Walther came up with a sack as well. Guys that, again, haven't really, you know, padded the, the, the stats this year, but when they needed them most, they, they made a play. And so now, you know, you take that in the college football playoff, knowing that you have different guys that can step up if you need them to. And I, I think that's going to be real important. Whichever quarterback they're trying to pressure and bring down in this college football playoff, it's probably going to be one of the, you know, three or four best in the in the country, and and they're going to need the, the those guys to make an impact as well as Michael Williams to to be able to help that secondary out and get off the field on third down. So before we get out of here, let's give our predictions. As we record this, this is nine fifty five Eastern time. It looks like Purdue is giving Michigan a bit of a fight in that Big Ten championship game. But let's give our predictions for what we see the playoff being tomorrow. Number one, Georgia, I don't think there's any doubt after this win they will be the top seed. Assuming Michigan wins this game, I'm going to say Michigan's number two. Uh, I'm going to say that TCU is going to be number three, having to go to overtime with a really good Kansas State team. A Kansas State team, that was number 10 coming into this week. I think TCU's safe. And I'm going to say number four is Ohio State. We saw Ohio State, uh, the fact that they were ahead of Alabama in the last playoff rankings. I think Ohio State gets that spot. I saw Nick Saban's out there really campaigning, really politicking, which kudos, you know, all credit to him. That's his job. He needs to do that. But I don't think Alabama's getting in. I think it's going to be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State, which means a Georgia-Ohio State matchup, most likely here in Mercedes-Benz Stadium when we get to December 31st. Kip, what are your thoughts? What do you think the seeding will be? I know a lot of people are going to look at Ohio State and think, is the committee afraid of having Ohio State number three and Michigan number two? I don't think they're afraid to do that. Uh, I think just you look at the ratings that matchup had in the regular season. It, it's it you know they they there's not fatigue of of having that game be played again. And yes, TCU's coming off a loss, but we are talking about a team that went undefeated in the regular season 
and did not lose in regulation. And watching that game before Georgia and LSU took the field, it looked like TCU got in the end zone twice. And first play was reviewed. It looked like he was in the end zone when he saw that replay. And then the second second play, I don't I don't think it was reviewed. And it just looked like he, he tried to give the you know the ball over the plane. I thought he did. And so again, the, you know they did lose a game to the number 10 team in the country in Kansas State. Uh, it, they should not be penalized for playing an extra game and playing it as close as you can to, to not losing. I, I think I have TCU sticking and I think you're right. I think Georgia plays Ohio State. And I think that's an interesting matchup because as a high-powered passing attack, obviously on the other side, I think Georgia should be able to, you know, to take care of business offensively. But there are going to be a lot of eyes in that defense if they're going up against just the receivers that the Buckeyes have. Uh, I think it'll be interesting, and it's going to be a matchup. Ooh, whoever Georgia plays, I mean, we're going to be covered over the next 28 days. That's definitely one I think will be very intriguing. We're going to close it out there. Uh, Be sure if you are listening to this on Sunday, around 12 p.m. Eastern time will be when the College Football Playoff Committee announces officially what the matchups are going to be. So we will be all over that with stories looking ahead to those games. Uh, Be sure to look at all the content we we, uh, had out of this game, and there will be more stories on Sunday morning. But we're going to get out of here. I kind of feel like Forrest Gump. I think I drank about 16 Dr. Peppers here in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But we're going to hit the road, but appreciate everybody listening. For Kip Adams, I'm Jordan Hill, and until next time, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.